Today's reading from the scriptures is from the Gospel of John, chapter 18, verses 33 through 39, from the message. Pilate went back into the palace and called for Jesus. He said, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Are you saying this on your own, or did others tell you this about me? Pilate said, Do I look like a Jew? Your people and your high priest turn you over to me. What did you do? My kingdom, said Jesus, doesn't consist of what you see around you. If it did, my followers would fight so that I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews. But I'm not that kind of king, not the world's kind of king. Then Pilate said, So are you a king or not? Jesus answered, You tell me, because I am king. I was born and entered the world so that I could witness to the truth. Everyone who cares for truth, who has any feeling for the truth, recognizes my voice. Pilate said, What is truth? The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. So today is Christ the King Sunday, the culmination of the liturgical calendar. Christian year begins with Advent, which we start again next Sunday. It's hard to believe. And it culminates with Christ as King, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the ruler of all the cosmic Christ. In the passage today that Luke read to us from the Gospel of John, we see Christ the King going toe-to-toe with an earthly ruler named Pilate. And they're getting kind of cagey with each other. Just some background on Pilate before we get into the depth of this conversation between Christ and Pilate. Pilate was prefect of the Roman province of Judea. He was representing Caesar. He was representing the Roman imperial forces and was charged with making sure that there was no threat to the empire in that region. He was a power politician. He was mean, ruthless, violent, He was manipulative. He didn't care much for the truth and would manipulate facts to control the masses. In fact, I read this week some historians, Josephus and Eusebius. Doesn't that sound weird? You know, this is what pastors do on Thanksgiving week. (laughs) We read Josephus and Eusebius. And they said, this guy was so ruthless, and this was his M.O., whenever he would make public speeches, he would scatter his secret police in the crowd, and if there was any dissent whatsoever, those who were shouting dissent were stabbed in the back. Or bullied, or violently repressed. Jesus knew Pilate's reputation, and he knew how Pilate functioned. He knew his M.O. 
So Jesus is brought before Pilate. And Pilate says, so, are you king of the Jews? Do you hear what Pilate is asking there? He's saying, if you are a king, then I need to deal with you accordingly because there is no king in this region but Caesar. And all other people who say they're kings are killed. Jesus responds, not with an answer, but with a question. How often Jesus does this. He's asked a question, and he responds with a question. And he, he says something that, it just, it sounds risky. It sounds like Jesus is talking smack to Pilate. He says, did you learn this yourself, or did someone tell you this? Pilate responds, am I a Jew? I heard this from your people. It is your people that brought you here, that had you arrested. Did you do something wrong? And Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. I wonder if Jesus went like this. I wonder if he went of this world, of this palace, of this of all of the trappings of power, Pilate, that you have. Pilate was asking an earthly power question, and Jesus was answering with a cosmic answer. Jesus is so far away from what Pilate's question is. Jesus is saying, my kingdom is not of this world, it's not a of the world of violence or intimidation or power politics or even majority vote. Jesus is the, the cosmic Christ. The gospel writer of John from which we read this passage began the gospel by saying, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God and the Word was with God. Jesus is talking about the one who created the universe, the cosmic Christ, was there at the beginning of the Big Bang and has been creating for 14.5 billion years. That is the, the kingdom of Christ. It is larger and more magnificent than any of us could possibly understand. The conversation goes on. And Pilate hears Jesus say, those who pay attention to truth hear my voice. Those who listen to what is true hear my voice. Those who are even mildly interested in the truth, hear my voice. And Pilate asks this question. What is truth? 
the truth is standing right in front of Pilate. But Pilate can't see it or hear it because Pilate is not interested in the truth. Those who are interested in the truth, they get Jesus and his wisdom. But those who are not interested in the truth, for them, Jesus' wisdom makes no sense whatsoever. Truth could be staring them in the face, but they're not interested. In our time where we argue about facts, let alone truth, the question lingers, what is truth? Is there an alternative truth? Like there are alternative facts? Or is there the truth that Christ, the cosmic Christ, has come to communicate to the church, but it's bigger than us, to the world. And I would contend that what is true here, if it's not true everywhere, it's really not true. If it's only good news for a few people, and not good news for everybody. It's not good news. And so, brothers and sisters in Christ, I am sensing the Spirit leading us in the next four weeks to integrate a certain spiritual discipline into our lives that may help us discern what is true from what is not true, what is important for us as followers of Jesus from what is really not important to us. And I want to introduce it today, even though we're not in Advent, I want to introduce the concept that we will be using in different ways over the next four weeks. I've taught this at the Mindfulness 101 group or the Practicing Calm group that meets the third Wednesday of every month. We meet in the Asbury Room. So those of you who have been there, this will be somewhat redundant. But I want to teach something that I have found very helpful in my own spiritual life and may be helpful for someone else here. And it may help us to put ourselves in a place where we can discern the truth and hear Christ's voice over all the other voices that are in our lives and in our world. Some call it box breathing. Did you all get one of these little handouts? It's a little piece of paper. If it was in your bulletin, it could have very easily just fallen right out. If you didn't get one, let me just raise your hand. Okay, Dave and Becky are bringing some from the back. Here you go. Some right over there. Now, I realize <laughs> that these are, this is very small print. <laughs> and I, 
I too have trouble reading it. Uh, but I'm going to walk us through this so that it might be just a visual. If, if you see the box, that's all you need to see for the time being. Box breathing or breath prayer or box prayer is being very intentional to understanding our breathing and being attentive to our breathing. Now, I've learned in the last few weeks that when I taught this to some groups, they said, you know, uh, one person came up to me afterwards and said, I have asthma, and so this was really hard for me. So that was very helpful for me to hear, and I, I want to incorporate that into this teaching. I'm going to invite us to hold our breath for a certain amount of time, but tailor this to your own breathing pattern. The, the helpful thing is to breathe in, to hold our breath for just a brief moment, to exhale, and to hold our breath. I'm going to invite us to do this for four seconds. Now, if four seconds is too much, make it your own rhythm. But the invitation is this, to inhale for four. Do this with me. To hold the breath for four. To exhale for four seconds. To hold our breath for four. To inhale for four. To hold for four seconds. To exhale for four seconds. To hold for four seconds. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. Hold. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. Hold. And then just breathe normally and pay attention to your breathing in and you're breathing out. Do you sense a calm already? What this does is it slows us down. There is nothing more sacred than the breath that God gives us. It's the first gift God gave us when we were born. It will be the last gift God gives us before we die. The breath. In, in Latin, it is the same word for spirit. In Hebrew, it is the same word for wind, spirit, breath. I invite us this week to practice holy breathing 
at least once a day. You might find yourself doing it numerous times a day, especially before going into a stressful meeting or having a stressful conversation or perhaps after a stressful con conversation. This is a resource that may help us be grounded in the love of God, in the presence of God, who gives us life and breath and being. Let us continue to breathe deep. In for four. Hold for four. Exhale. Hold. 